Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hockey Jersey Addicts, the podcast and support group for the addicted hockey jersey fan to talk twill, wool, acrylic, and polyester. Join us as we share what we've learned and uncovered about the game of hockey through collecting, restoring, customizing, and selling hockey jerseys. Around here, no jersey is too small or too big, too new or game-worn, too loud or too proud. We see everyone as equal and explore a diverse range of topics ongoing in the hockey community. We'll also dive into the vault with hockey history, trivia, and reminisce as much as possible about the grails we've got, the thrift store finds, and the watchlist wants. So put on some polyester, give us a listen, and if you like what you hear and want more, make sure to subscribe and follow us on your podcast station and social media of choice at Hockey Jersey Addicts. And remember, you miss 100% of the jerseys you don't collect. All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of Hockey Jersey Addicts. It's Dan, a.k.a. Van Can Fan 75 And today, I have the pleasure to be talking with an amazing designer from Edmonton, Alberta, Janet Dean. Janet, hello. say hello. Hi, nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you too. Uh, virtually, audibly, in COVID times, this is as best as we can do. But uh, just for those listeners at home, J- Janet has an amazing background right now that has a lot of really cool sculptures of Jersey bus. She's got a showcased jersey in a case. She's got some other really cool art behind her that's digital art collages. And all of that is her work. All of that is her projects. Janet is one heck of an incredible designer and innovator and even pioneer. I want to go on record and say, I'm pretty sure you're the first artist in North America to be manipulating with digital art going way back. You know what? I've been in this industry for a long time. So um, without giving my age, I've been in it for over 25 (laughs) years. So um, when I when I was first uh, creating and when I was first doing artwork, um, hockey art, I was painting. So I was doing a lot of painting and it was a combination of gouache. So it's like a thick watercolor. And I combined it with uh, photographs. And uh, I actually thought I would just show one here just so you can have an idea. Yeah. So this was one that I did. um, Wow. So as you can see. Oh, is that uh, the Dominator? Yes, yes, it is. Yeah. So this is so the parts. It's it's hard. The coloring is a little bit um, weird on here, but um, this one was was created in a large painting. Or each one was a so the D, the O, the M. Um, mm-hmm. They were pretty big. Like the originals were pretty big, and they represented um, the D. With oh, actually, let me just lift it up again. <laughs> um, so D was December to remember, and okay. the O was for Olympics. Olympics, good as gold. Nice. And the M was for MVP because he was uh. the most valuable player. And so um, this one was the one that that I created, and it was used to raise money for the Variety Club of Buffalo. And uh, uh, JD um, or uh, John Davidson mm-hmm. with Fox, he, uh, I contacted him and I said, you know, hey John, would you mind showing this artwork? We're trying to use it to raise money for the, Buff- the Variety Club of Buffalo. He said, send it to my hotel. And so we sent it to his hotel. And during the Detroit Red Wings playoffs, he showed it. 
and they sold over $150,000 worth. It was fantastic. Um, but that was a style that I did. It was called paintography and I did that for quite a few years. And um, I created paintographies of John Elway and uh, quite a few local Edmonton Oiler players, Bill Guerin. Mm. And then um, I needed to do something else. So I, I thought, okay, I'm going to try something new. And so I, I decided to try a digital kind of format, digital design. And so um, I did that and I submitted it to the NHL and no one was doing it. Um, when I say no one was doing, creating that, that style, um, what, what was being done was people were taking photographs and I'm sure you remember a long time ago, it would be like a photograph and they would just kind of put them together and, you know, maybe just seam it together somehow. It, it just wasn't artistic. And so I, I was the first artist to do digital art. And um, I, I created digital artworks of like Messier, Mary Lemieux. Um, here's, so that's like- Oh a, yeah. And, and what was unique about what I, what I did was um, in each of the designs, I would always put milestones, achievements, mm. trophies, and you would, you would look at it really close and you could actually see um, subliminal information. Mm -hmm. um, Player. And I did different sizes. So mm -hmm. we had the signables and um, so quite a, quite a few different sizes. And then, of course, big, huge canvases and, uh, and paper prints. And so um, those were licensed by the NHL and they were sold on NHL.com. And uh, we actually even someone ordered a Mike Comrie and mm -hmm. it was from Budapest. So we shipped it all the way to Budapest. So it was it was pretty neat. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know there were Budapest hockey fans of Mike Comrie. That's pretty out there. But that just goes to show the power of the work. It's like, I think I know the reach, but I have I have no idea the scope and this might just take off, you know? Yeah, well, and, and that was exciting. So we from from there, uh, from creating the digital art, a lot of people were starting to do it. So okay. I noticed big companies, big, you know, um, they started to do things that were similar to what I was doing. Um, in the meantime, I was doing um, commissions. So I was doing commissions for players, Chris Verstig for his mm -hmm. 500th NHL game, uh, Marion Hosa, Vinny Prospel. He received his yeah. on the ice. Yeah, yeah, that was a really amazing <laughs> thing. And his reaction yeah. to it is just like, what? This is incredible. Yeah. Like, it's really he, cool to he see He was that. awesome. And even talking to him on the phone, um, you know, he says, every time I walk by it, I see something new. And that's Aww. what I... When I create these for these players, that's that's to me so exciting. I want them to love it and I want them to find something unique every time they look at it. And he was mm. he was pretty excited about his. So um so yeah, that's <laughs> I can keep going on. <laughs> well, I mean, I I just love the journey. I, I know that there's we're probably only halfway through it. I just want to um comment quickly by saying like it's really cool what you've been doing to kind of push the envelope. I definitely remember what you're talking about with like the pictures getting cut together and then color yeah. copied together to make a collage guilty as charged sixth grader, like pre-internet, <laughs> like projects at school, I'd be cutting magazines yeah. up, collaging them together. Well, yeah, I thought it was like the coolest thing. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I just remember like that being just a really creative outlet for me and being really enjoying it, but I never 
personally had the skills like in my hands to really put pen to paper that way. And I'm too much of a perfectionist. And then all of a sudden when computers became a thing and digital became a thing, I was like, all right, actually I can play in this space. Like I can enter key numbers and get the line exactly straight and how long I want it and stuff. And I was like, this is going to be something. So yeah, uh, Yeah. it's, it's, I I love it. I love um, the whole concept of creating and, you know, I know uh, my dad has always said to me, you make it look so easy. Like you, mm-hmm. you make it look easy when you create something. It just looks like it was easy. And I'm like, it was not easy. I mean, I put in, you know, in some some artworks, I put in at least 100 hours into creating, um, you know, just trying to combine. I'm just that this is a small version of Chris Verstig's. Oh, and, cool. And when you God, look there's at, so much in there. There's so much in here. And, um, you know, to even capture uh, his family and, and you know, of course, the fi- okay, there we go. The, the 500. 500. Yeah. Um, and to really capture everything that was important to him. Um, that It's not simple. It's definitely not a, a simple process. But uh, now, after I've been doing all these digital arts and creating all of this and, and you know, getting annoyed that everyone else is doing this similar stuff, I decided that I wanted to use a different um, medium, like instead Mm. of doing it on a a canvas or paper, I thought, huh, I'm going to put it on a jersey. Mm. So I ended up, (laughs) I ended up deciding to try putting the art on a jersey instead of on paper and canvas. And that's where the, the idea behind putting art on a jersey came from. And that's JAC designs jersey. Yeah, that that was uh, a prior, like I used that. Okay term before I don't use it anymore okay. um, I I did go on the dragon's den with that but mm-hmm. um when I first created it I created a Kovalchuk mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. the, from the, the thrashers Kovalchuk. yep yeah and um <clears throat> and I did that in 2007 so wow. quite a while yeah quite quite a while ago and I was at the all-star game we used to go to quite a few of the all-star games so that was love going to the all-star games oh my gosh mm-hmm. um and we would usually take our daughters and we would always, always go. The the Atlanta one, I took my son, he was just a baby. And the Atlanta Thrashers jersey that we did, um, I do have it somewhere here. Oh, it's in the back. Yeah, I can see it um, in the background. Yeah. Um, so that jersey was created and we were actually going to sell it at the event. Mm-hmm. So we were all set and ready to sell it at the event. And uh, we had full approval and everything was ready to go. And uh, at the last minute. Uh, something happened and we weren't able to sell it. And uh, yeah, so I, so that was kind of a, you know, um, let down and um, we came back and, you know, we had all these signed jerseys and um, I can tell you that it was not a very good situation uh, with what happened and there were some people involved. So when you, when you talk about women in sport, Mm -hmm. um, being in this industry for as long as I have been, it has not been easy. And when I think about, um, you know, the, all the ups that I've had, I've had just as many downs and they have been purposely because, uh, maybe not necessarily because I'm a woman, but, um, you know, certain things have happened and, and things were allowed to happen. And, um, because I was not where I am today, where I would actually stand up for myself with that, those situations, um, you know, I think that, uh, things would have been different. So, so that was the, uh, that was the Kovalchuk jersey. (laughs) And then, uh, I ended up doing other jerseys as well. I did, um, team Canada for the women's. Yeah. That was amazing. 
He did yeah, a Hawks was, one as well, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the uh, the Oiler or the um, Chicago Blackhawks one. So we we actually created them in a box, so the jerseys mm-hmm. would come out in a box. And then this Oof. is the. It's insane. It's just so cool. There's so much on that. Well, so when you look at it, it's the same kind of concept as to what we, what I did with the digital art. Yeah. So the thing about it was, you know, making sure, so that was the, the amount of Stanley cups that they won. Um, mm-hmm. the United centers on there. Oh Super. yeah. We made sure to make, uh, make sure every single player. So on the sleeve, every single wow. player is in here. Um, and then we also made sure to, to have every single person that was involved in the, in the oh, uh, Stanley wow. championship. So you have everybody in here from the corporate sponsors, the names of the people of the corporate sponsors, wow. the training and equipment staff, even finance. Wow. Like my, you... <laughs> my buddy, Matt Kiefer's probably on there. That's pretty funny. Sean oh, Kiefer. I mean, what department was he in? Uh, he was in sales. So oh, okay. he he was part of like corporate sponsorships for a few years. He definitely has a cup oh, ring. Uh, Sean Kiefer. So I wonder if he's, he's on there. Yeah, he's nice. Here. That's amazing. John <laughs> Kiefer, K-E-E-F-E-R. Yeah, yeah. I played that's hockey with him for like Jersey. five years in Chicago. That's yeah, that's nice. Yeah, so he's he's in here. So that was um that was really important too. And uh we also in this design, I also had um uh Vince Vaughn. Oh yeah, yeah. Because he he has like corner seats near the glass and stuff. Oh, huge fan. Big, huge fan. Yes, yeah. and and so I uh, I thought okay, I better get permission if I'm going to print if we're going to create these jerseys, and um, I reached out to his agent, and just before going to print, we had to go to print, and so mm-hmm. there wasn't enough time. I got a response back afterwards, and he loved it. Okay, good. In the meantime, I went. You know what? I actually don't want Vince Vaughn in this artwork. I think I'm going to go to the Make a Wish Foundation. Okay. I contacted Make-A-Wish in Illinois and I said, listen, I'm doing a uh, collectible jersey. It's a artwork. And I said, and I would love to to give an opportunity to one of your Make-A-Wish, one of the kids to be in the design. And awesome. within a day, they were absolutely amazing. They sent me beautiful photos of the family. And within, um, within one day, I had photos and we were able to put a little guy named Nicholas. Oh, wow. Right there. Oh, my gosh. So what a great thing. Oh, and man. that's his mom and sister, right? Oh, that's Just, fantastic. Yeah, so that was amazing. Like I to me, that was more important than Vince Vaughn. So um, and then of course we had I put Dean on the back of this one. Of course. Um, as you so, do. Yeah, so that was that was, this one was a really nice, um, really nice print. And then we we did do another uh, red one. Um I only created 10. Okay. Um, but I never actually went and did anything with the the jerseys. That's the one behind me. Okay. Um so I just created 10. So I just have 10 artist groups of that. And, uh, and then I did a, a Glenn Anderson. Yes. So Glenn Anderson. The blue skated Glenn Anderson. Yes. Oh yeah. So the Glenn Anderson Jersey, um, this was for, to honor his, um, I guess they put his, I think we did it for the, Jersey the retirement. The, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was for the, for the evening. And uh, that was quite a, this was quite a job. We put his Hockey Hall of Fame images in it as well. That's really cool. And then uh, we actually created. So this, he really liked this concept too. So from every ja- every jersey I created, I also, I also created artwork for it. So okay. 
That way you could have, um, there we go. The Especially the after back. all those hours, I'm sure. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Like, so, so this one, of course, you could see that's the back or front and then that, mm-hmm. that's the back of it. And then he, he autographed. So he sold these as well. So okay. um, that was a fun project to do too, because um, there were a lot of important things that we had to include in it. Mm. And he even wanted his daughter in there. Oh, neat. So, yeah, a lot of the designs, a lot of the, the things that I've done, there's always some little you know, little hidden things. Um, most, most of the time when I create something for a player, it's usually not for resale. I mean, of course these jerseys were, but, um, usually when I create something for a player, it's just for their, for them. their own use. Yeah. I mean, so, I think it's really cool. The level of detail you take these things to, I think what's prominent around the hockey Jersey community is people just become avid collectors and then become very acquired taste and then start looking for like discernible differences or unique factors and into Mm. what they want to collect. And the designs I always love the most are the ones that don't just take the project that were assigned to them and do the job. They take it to the next level. They try to hide things in it or get that little smirk from the player because of like the inside story that you find out and stuff (laughs) like that. I, to me, that just, um, is a great example of an artist showing that they truly care because it's like, there's no other way you would have gotten any of this stuff. If I just stopped at page one of the Google search results and looked at you from Wikipedia. Right. (laughs) So I think that's, really really cool i don't know if a lot of people really appreciate or or care that much and i just want to say thank you because to look through those designs is really really neat and and one of the things that i think um especially for jerseys like yours that are clearly so good that they are displayable is i have jersey cases and i have them where they're um able to be swapped out intentionally because after a little while I get bored of looking at it and I want something else in there. I can, I see yours as kind of like the, um, the where's Waldo in a way where it's like, you could look there and there's like, there's absolutely what you're looking for, but there's like this whole other side quest you can do. And if you look like closely, like there's just history in there, there's special moments, milestones, like you're talking about. I think that's, very clever, good attention to detail. And I think what's really neat about it is in just standing there, you can immerse yourself in the history and you can immerse yourself in like the history of that team or that player. And I'm bringing up the, the word immerse to kind of help us also transition to what you're working on right now, which is really, really, really interesting. It's this website called personalized me and what it allows you to do is take pictures of yourself and immerse them in some kind of moment that is representative of your team's history so why don't you talk a little bit about the offerings that you're doing and the idea and how that came about because you're not stopping you're innovating all the time that's a really cool thing too yeah, no, you're right about that. Um, so years ago, uh, I'll just give you a little quick history. So years ago, there was a product called I'm the Star. And I'm okay. not sure if you remember that. And it was a celebration on the ice. And you would be celebrating with your favorite team. So um, we're talking as far back with Mike, M- Michael Pekka, 
Brian Smith, um, you know, the Oilers. That's mm -hmm. how far back I created that. So that was that was my my product. And um, so you could order a print and you could put your name on the back of the jersey. And these were prints that were sold at Costco, uh, Walmart, um, Home Shopping Channel. They were sold everywhere. And so when I when I originally came up with that concept, I actually didn't come up with that original concept. What I wanted to do is I wanted to make you the player. Okay. We didn't have the technology to do it then. So um, when I think back of the first time I presented it to the NHL, um, it makes me laugh because the fellow who I know there, who I deal with, um, he I sent him an image of that picture because I had it still. And I said, do you remember this? And he says, yeah. And he says, my son is, you know, playing professional baseball now. Like that's how he was only 10 years old when I created that concept and I showed it. And so, um, so now, uh, now that that is done and, and over with, um, you know, the, I'm the star was the product. Uh, if, if you watch the dragon's den, mm -hmm. if you saw me on the dragon's den mm -hmm. show, that was the story that I shared about, um, having this concept and, you know, that whole story. Um, so now the personalized me is we have the technology to be able to upload you now and put you into a design. And so, uh, you know, creating um, the locker room where you can upload and be in a locker room. I mean, if, if there was ever a time right now to be able to offer that and, and give fans um, an opportunity to get closer to the, the team they love, it's, it's now because it's going to be a long time before anyone even gets to go in the locker room. Mm -hmm. And um, so you, you can basically take a photo, upload yourself and position yourself. You can put a message and then order a print and send it to, to a loved one, um, surprise them. And I mean, there's going to be people who will say, well, that's not the real thing. You know, it's, it's irrelevant. Um, when you, when you think about the excitement and you think about, like, I think about my own dad, you know, he's never been in the locker room of, of his favorite team mm -hmm. and will he ever get there? Probably not. Um, but would he be surprised if he all of a sudden got a print of himself and he's in the locker room? Um, here's uh, actually here's, I'll show you quickly. So. Oh, that's adorable. So this is a little guy in the locker room and, and for his birthday. Um, this is actually my, this is my cousin's little boy, Max. Oh. Biggest hockey fan you can imagine for a little three-year-old. And so <laughs> you don't think he, he hasn't seen this yet, um, okay. but he's pretty excited when he sees himself in, in, in there. So, um, and then we have other designs as well. So not just the, um, the locker room. You probably had a, a look. One mm -hmm. of the things that we're offering right now is the opportunity to, to lift up the Stanley Cup. Mm -hmm. So we have Tampa Bay first, but we will have every single team uh, that has ever won the Stanley cup and you will have so much fun. I mean, imagine telling a little kid right. lift your arms in the air right. and then you take the picture and you can position yourself with your finger and make yourself big or small. It's just so fun. It's an interactive, um, it's just an interactive wall art. You know, you get to create your own wall art by, um, you can do it yourself and it's, and it's so fun. And so we're, we also have right now Stanley cup, so you okay. can stand with this Stanley Cup. So um, right now, I don't know if you saw that one. Yeah, and I mean, like, I'm <laughs> I'm used to that only being available to me if I live or have access to get to Toronto and go to the Hockey Hall of Fame. And yes. I mean, this is like way more accessible for people in Budapest. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we have a zodiac uh, mm -hmm. also. So one of the things that uh, I really wanted to do is do some cross branding. So mm -hmm. like, you know, try to combine different things. And so uh, we created a Zodiac. Now, 
because I've been in this industry for you know over 25 years, um, years ago, I'll just kind of give you a quick little story. My daughter was was one year, about a year and a half, and she was sitting on my lap while I painted Andy Moog's artworks. Mm. And uh, his was the same as what I did with with Dom. It was a uh, M O O G. Nice. And each one represented the team he played for. Amazing. Oh, I just I think back of that one. That That's was one cool. of my favorite. That's uh, really design. cool. And she's sitting on my lap, and one of her first words were hockey because she used to be. I mean, my kids were so. Wow. I mean, everything was always about hockey. And um, now she's 21 and she's an artist. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. And she wants to be a tattoo artist. And um, so I said to her, you know what? I said, I said, design me some symbols, some Zodiac symbols and show, do one, show me what it, you know. And so she showed it and I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I put it into a design. And so she did all 12 Zodiac symbols. And now that's in my NHL Zodiac uh, artwork. And um, so here's, one would say she's killing it with the zodiac signs yeah oh yeah so that that design it's kind of boy this is so big um (laughs) so so that zodiac design right there Mm -hmm. oh it's hard to okay there we go so that's just one of the zodiac designs so so she provided it to me and then we created the the artwork so we're trying to create some really unique um really unique artworks and Mm -hmm. um that's one of the things that we were told you know uh by the nhl was that they'd like the 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 more artwork designs um you know they don't want to just see logo art logo art and so Mm -hmm. that's what we're trying to do is give uh give designs that are artistic and creative and also an experience as well so yeah that's where the locker room comes in yeah but i mean even just getting a jersey from your team can make you feel like more part of the team. So I think what you're doing is just kind of help bridging that connection between the fan and the team. And I think that's wonderful. You're right. And and one of the things that you, like you just said it, you, all these people have all these jerseys and, Mm -hmm. you know, you put on your jersey, how fun would it be? You get to take a picture, put on your jersey and put yourself in, like I'd put a Vegas one on and put it in and go in the Vegas locker room and have that hanging up. Um, that's, I think that'd be so awesome. I mean, you think about it, actually that's, that would be kind of a neat promotion to do with uh, Adidas jerseys. I should. Yeah. I mean, I actually, so I don't, I don't expect a lot of my listeners to know this, but I, besides being a little bit of a graphic designer, my background is in experiential marketing. So I'm always trying to come up with like fun ways to have a marketing thing be more engaging with the person going through it. And Mm -hmm. I'm a super nerd. So most of the stuff that I'm very interested in is like augmented reality and virtual reality. Mm -hmm. And I can't help but notice too, that starting last year's playoffs and now into this season, the hockey player game worn jerseys have a, a cutout in the back shoulder for a chip that's tracking their metrics and stuff like that. And now they're bridging into wearable technologies. And I'm like, just let me at it, man. I know some really cool things that would be unreal. And I think some cool ways of also, you know, just from your personal background, you know, how protecting your own art is very important. How, how fakes are a real problem and how you want to try to offer some kind of solution with your 
design that also makes it proprietary or harder to copy. You hit it on the head. Like that. You hit yeah. it right on the head because no one right now, like I've had so many people email me and ask me if, if I still have any more of the Chicago Blackhawk jerseys. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I said, I don't. I, I don't. I, I don't even know where to tell you to get one. Yeah. You just hit it on the head. There are so many knockoffs when it comes to jerseys. You cannot knock off one of my jerseys right. because you would have to own the file. There's no way. And, uh, you can't print it. So the only way that you can knock it off is, is if you somehow copy the fabric. You can't. It just won't work. So when you talk about a collectible and you talk about, um, you know, a certain number, a limited edition, that's it. Like yep. that, there's no more unless you go and print more. There's no more. So um yeah knockoff jerseys that's frustrating that's a yeah i i don't i know that's a trigger word for a lot of us um yeah. and and the reason i brought it up was just because i think the access to technology now and what you're working on and in the space that we all live in now where the concept of having a person on the other side of the world have the educational wherewithal to use a computer to design their print before sending it to you did not exist 10 years no. ago. We could not rely yeah. on that person having the computer intellect to do that. But mm -hmm. all of these phases of transitions and technology are allowing more possibilities. And I think the next big wave is going to be including in the tagging of jerseys, some kind of chip that allows you to easily scan and watch highlights of that player. Or if you have a certain design that works with apps that work with augmented reality, that when you put the phone <laughs> over it, like it can only be you're read. Talking stuff, you're talking about stuff that we're already. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's there's yeah. legit projects going on. I'm sure like, well, I yeah, talk, I, I'm talking to people like you all the time. I, I, yeah, I'm definitely, no, I'm definitely in that headspace right now. Where, yeah, no, and, and I don't want to cut you off. Tell me what you can right now. That I, you, you know what? I, yeah. I can't. Oh, damn it. Oh man. <laughs> I can't, well, but I can tell you, I can tell you that, um, there's, there's definitely some, you know, there's some exciting stuff down the line and, and, um, you know, um, what you're talking about. I mean, I think about so far back and I think about these concepts and these ideas that I had so long ago. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking, I, if I could have done it then, that would have been mm -hmm. pretty amazing, but there's always timing for certain things. Mm -hmm. So I'll just leave it at that. There's timing. Okay. And, um, right. yeah, so, right. and I think too, when I, when I look at who has my jerseys right now, um, you never know, it might be something pretty valuable in the future. I mean, <laughs> trust me, as a, I'm, I collect stuff that you can't buy anymore. That was limited production. Like mm -hmm. the cost is always what you will pay, but the fact yeah. that, you know, they can't be reproduced and the longer time goes on, the more end up at a yard sale or in the attic and no one oh, yeah. like collects yeah. it anymore. Like I know there was 500 originally made, maybe there's only still 250 left in circulation. So it's all very rare and i love that part yeah. of it but um i just i i can't get over your design from the standpoint of not only are you pioneering like that collage idea and and just the fact that you could make a jersey like that i think was kind of lost on the dragon's den people where they're like wait you make them for this and sell them for that i'm like yeah, but you guys don't understand that what she just did at that time, like no one else is doing. So no the cost, 
cost hasn't come down yet for her to yeah. make it more of like this. She is the pioneer behind it. So, <laughs> so like, yeah. what was the, like, were you kind of, when you sat down to do those JAC design jerseys and the ones that you like, were you like, I need to play with what's possible right now and push the envelope of what's possible? Or did you kind of research ahead of time and be like, I think I can do this and I'm going to find out when it's done. Well, you know what I did is I, I have um, a, an amazing person who I've dealt with. Um, I met her and her family since I think I was about 15 was when I first met her. And um, there she's the her and her husband. They're the people who I would get my things manufactured. So she, they were my contacts if I needed to manufacture um, anything like I, I've, I've had so many different things, you know, created samples. I mean, I even did a couple of Dixie. I did Dixie chick dolls. Hmm. because I was trying to see that's a whole other story. Um, so, uh, I basically went, okay, this is what I'm going to create. I'm going to create, I want a box. I want a collectible box because the, um, one of the things, one of the things that was important, um, was this. So wear your hero on your sleeve slash wall. Mm -hmm. And so my, my thought behind it was, this is, uh, this is artwork. It's supposed to be hung up on a wall. You mm -hmm. can wear it if you want, but it's, it's art. And instead of a canvas or paper, I now I'm putting it on a Jersey. So I want you to hang it up on a, on a wall. Um, so we had, um, certificates, we had mini prints. The mini print was really important that came with the, uh, the artwork. So if you look at that Chicago red one behind mm -hmm. me, that mm -hmm. little mini print is important because if you do hang it up and you only show the front, we have the mini prints so you can show the back. That's exactly and what so, I was going to say. Um, yeah. so that's why I did that. So I thought of everything. Five factories. It took five factories to create the jerseys. So wow. we had we had the uh, em the actual embroidered um, logos, the patches. Those were all custom made. Patches on the shoulders, numbers. Everything was custom made. We didn't order them from a pre-made. Everything right. was custom made. So the tag that hung from the jersey. So the <laughs> let me pull it here. So even the even the tag that, that hung here. Yeah. So, I think that's so you know, cool. And where's Jack? I mean, where's Jack? We had, so I didn't even tell you about that. Um, was this part of like a campaign to kind of help the you jerseys? Said, where's Waldo? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Where's Jack? Oh, awesome. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so the whole concept, um, when you talk about price and you talk about how much it costs to make all this, um, you know, it's not cheap, that's for sure, but uh, it was reasonable. And on the Dragon's Den, um, after the show, and I mean, I felt like I was pretty close to getting a deal with Jim. He yeah. seemed pretty interested. And yeah. that was fine. That's, you know, no big deal. It didn't work out and, and everything happens for a reason. But after the show, um, oh my gosh, like my emails lit up. It was unbelievable. And I had, I had wives asking me if I could do a Jersey for their husbands. I had, um, CFL, um, you know, all the, it was crazy. I had somebody from, um, even the Humboldt Broncos. Oh, cool. Um, you know, there was somebody from that, that team, like there were all these different people reaching out. I had people who reached out to be my dragon. Oh, so, nice. you know, Emma, you know, I'd love to talk to you about being, so I had it out of Ontario. I had a couple out of Ontario, Quebec, um, so I had all these different people reach out to me and I was like, this is so awesome. And I, I actually was going to have a viewing party for the dragon's den. So I had, um, there's a local place and they had, a, uh, I, it was all set, set up. And then I chickened out because I was scared that they were going to make me look stupid. 
It's, it's a real, it's a real thing. I can, you know, it's like what happened versus what the producers want you to Oh, see. I, I thought for sure they were going to make me look so stupid. So I chickened out and I canceled the viewing party because I, I, I didn't get the deal. So, was it at I a thought, Boston pizza? No, it wasn't. Because <laughs> that's um, Jim's business, right? I know. I know. Uh, well, it's funny because he, they gave a gift card, a Boston pizza oh, gift neat. card, part of my loot because they give you a bag after you're on the show. Cool. Um, it was at, uh, they, they shut down. I um, can't remember the name of it. Big, huge place. But they, they shut down recently. And I think probably because of COVID. Right. Um, but anyways, uh, uh, after, that, after, after that episode, I had all these people contacting me. And I ended up speaking to somebody in Calgary. Because oh, cool. I thought, oh, that's nice and close. And, you know, he, this, he seemed like a legitimate business guy. He sold me. And uh, I met him and his female business partner. Nice. And uh, so they came and, and I met them in Edmonton and we were going to move forward. And uh, as we were moving forward, I was still being talked to by somebody out of Ontario who wanted to, um, they, he, he wanted, the guy in Ontario wanted me to mass produce my jerseys in okay. a cheaper way. And I, okay. I wasn't really interested in that. So I, I decided, okay, let's, let's work, let's move forward with Calgary. Well, well, nobody knows this. And, and this is what really sucks is nobody as far as anyone was concerned is I was on the dragon's den didn't work out and it everything just failed because I you know it was just awful well what they didn't know was that after the show months and months in negotiations and trying to see if we were going to move forward with this person in Calgary uh, I think we hit about the seventh month and um, I said you know what is going on here are we moving forward and he says oh I'll send you an email tonight and I knew right away okay great here we go so I get an email and the whole thing big long email you know we're not gonna yeah I decided not to move forward and this and that and then about a month I was devastated and about a month later I contacted the female business partner because I didn't hear from her she tells me we already decided she he already decided not to move forward with you a month in and I said, a month in. And he says, she says, yeah, a month in. And she says, he, he said he already got his money back. And I said, what money? The money I gave him to invest in you. And I went, did you get your money back? And she said, well, no, it's still in the company. And, and uh, so mm-hmm. uh, I guess he used me, I guess, to get money from his female partner. And in the end, I don't know where things are right now with what's going on there. Uh, I did contact the Dragon's Den. Like I contacted CBC and I, I was going to go public with it. And uh, I, it was awful. And uh, they said, let, let us know if you are. And um, I didn't because the, the fellow, he had a, a boy and I, did, I didn't want to do that to his son. I just thought, you know what, if I go public, if I do this to his son, what is that going to do to him? I didn't want to, I just didn't want to do, I, I should have because no one cared about me. <laughs> he didn't care about me and my family and what he right. just did to me. So, um, you know, I never did do anything. Yeah, after. but good for you for not stooping to that level. And I, I mean, there's certainly a, I mean, it's a personal choice for you to know when to pull away, but I'm sure the same, I, uh, I, I know you're talking about an area that I wanted to talk about, which was just like mm. the the issues that you have gone through to, mm. you know, not only stake your claim in that I deserve to be here, but also yeah. just like the adversity that you've had to face along the way. Um, notwithstanding, just someone loves your idea so much, they copy it. That's yeah. <laughs> imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. Sure. Until all of a sudden it means that you can't 
put food for your kids on the table or something like that. And then it gets super personal, right? I think one of the lines that really resonated with me when you were on Dragon's Den and I was listening to your debrief interview was just, you work on these things for so long, they become a part of you, you know? And so you're 25 plus years yeah. What is it about this that keeps you going and what is it about it that, you know, you've decided to keep in this industry for so long? Uh, well, that's a good question. Um, I, you know, I've been through, I've been through a lot in my life and, uh, you know, even before becoming an artist. And so you just kind of become stronger and, uh, and you just, I guess it's just kind of who I am. Um, never easy. And, uh, I mean, one of the reasons why I don't give up is because I have put so much into it and Mm -hmm. I, it's almost like an investment of Mm -hmm. so much time and so much, you know, so much of my ideas and like, I've put so much into it. And, uh, one of the things that would be really awful is if I showed my kids that I gave up and, um, you know, I've got three kids and, and I've had like my, my one daughter, she, she's went through a lot herself and, um, she's gone through her own situations and she's, she's also gone through boys club stuff with her sport Mm. and uh, really awful. And she still continued to push forward. And she's, um, you know, if I quit, you know, like there are times that we both have talked and I said, okay, if you're ready to quit, I'll quit too. So, (laughs) so, you know, it's kind of like one of those things, but, um, you know, very early on when I was first doing my art and, and creating one of the things that I wanted to do with, my art and my ideas is I always wanted to like so many people in businesses become, you know, millionaire, become this multi multi millionaire and be so successful, but it was never for the reasons um, so many people do want to. Um, I'm pretty simple um, and I don't care about material things. What I do care about is I care about giving back and Mm -hmm. I care about um, being able, I, you know, it's so funny. I think about, there's so many times, like I think, there were certain projects that I was working on and, and opportunities that, that I had. And in my mind, I was thinking to myself, oh, I can't wait because I know what I'm going to do. I know where I'm going to put some of these dollars. I know what I want to do to be able to, to give back. And then, and then the rug just taken right from under me. That still stands. Mm-hmm. You know, I think about my grandmother who's still alive mm-hmm. and I think wow. about how strong she was and how she raised such amazing kids my dad being one of them and my, my aunt and my uncles, just amazing people. And, and I always think to myself, one day I would love to build a home and name it after her. And Mm. I I just have such big dreams of things that are, you know, if I can take the talent and if I can take my ideas to raise, to make the dollars, to do all these things and make them happen. That's always been kind of who I am. So. That's really great. That's wonderful. I mean, I know that there's, it's, it's a mind shift for people to recognize that. I mean, it's, it, it's a subjective thing. What is, what is being successful? Um, Mm -hmm. And, and some people would measure that with quantitative numbers and that would turn into financial dollars and that would be their way of seeing themselves as a success or not, which if those are your metrics, it's, devastating if you don't reach those goals um you know the other thing that's true though is if you hold your work to the standard where you want part of its uh success to be measured in how much it ripples throughout the hockey community Mm -hmm. it can it can have a little bit of an effect on your responsibility 
for these things as well. Because if you yeah. kind of in your head already said, and once I sell a thousand, I'll have enough money to do the thing. And that'll make all of these smiling faces light up. Yeah, when you okay. realize that's in jeopardy, all of a sudden you've invested so much in that feeling that it can become very difficult for you, you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, we, uh, you know, years, sorry, my, I'm just quick. Uh, years ago, I created um, an artwork, a specific artwork, and it was made to use, to raise money for kids. And that's mm -hmm. what the whole idea was. And um, it took me about a month to create the, the artwork and um, it was sabotaged. It was purposely sabotaged and I wasn't able to sell it. And um, not only did I lose out, but so did all the kids. Yeah. There was a, an NHL hockey player that was behind it. And he really wanted to, he wanted to do something like that was, you know, he was the uh, spokesperson for it. Mm -hmm. And it was, they, it was purposely stopped. And, you know, that to me, I look back and go, geez, you know, <laughs> That's not the first time. Um, I'm hoping now it's going to be the last time. But um, you know, it's 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 not a simple thing. I just think that everybody has. We're all here for a reason, and if we don't do at least one thing to make a difference um, in someone else's lives, I know I have. Um, I've my artwork. I'm so lucky to have been able to contribute and help people use my my art, my time to raise a lot of dollars and. Uh, uh, and, I, and you know what? I don't normally talk about it, but I, I brought it up in my little mini film um, and I'm proud of it. Like it's something that I'm proud of. And, and it's something that even with my kids, you know, I have three kids and each one of them have different levels as to what they do in the community and what they've done. And um, that's something that I've instilled in them. And um, uh, and that makes me proud. And, and I hope I, in sharing my story and sharing what I do, that it will encourage others to do and and to do more and um yeah that's kind of yeah where I'm at. <laughs> well I mean that's that's fantastic and I I am curious have you been watching what's been happening with the NHL clubs in the last few months specifically with hey, we're taking the ice and we're warming up in this jersey design that will then be auctioned off to raise money for this thing. And it's a one-time jersey. So please go to our auction and start the bidding at $500 each. Have you, yeah, have you kind of been seeing that? You know, you know I, I've been, I have to, I will admit, I've been so busy with, with my, just getting everything launched. Um, I haven't been watching a lot of that. Okay. Um, I haven't seen a lot of it just because, well, just because I'm, I'm so busy and um, yeah. I'm trying to do this. We do have a, just to go back, we do have a print that we're going to be introducing that uh, we're gonna, we're hoping that the NHL will want to use it for their foundation. And nice. it's a specific print where the dollars will go to their foundation, which is going to be um, uh, Hockey Fights Cancer, I'm sure, whatever okay. um, those ones are. But uh, no, I haven't, I, I will admit, I haven't been watching those. I haven't been watching that. I have been seeing a lot of the retro jerseys. I see, I, it, it all comes up on my social yeah. media. And I, sure. And, and, you know, and I congratulate it. I, you know, you see all these people, you see all these uh, posts. It's exciting to me. Um, the one thing that I, I will say that I've seen and, and I've watched it and I've, you know, reading it and, you know, you hear public, you hear fans talking about hearing about the players, you know, they're, how they're getting paid. Mm -hmm. Um, there's, there's been some talk about how they're losing money. And when you have all these people losing dollars, 
the, the public are the ones that are going to miss out because when, when people like when you have players who normally do things for charity and they're not maybe getting the same dollar amounts, they're not going to do the same stuff that they did a few years ago for the charities and they, they can't. And so, um, you know, everything that they're trying to do to keep the NHL moving forward and generate revenue and this and that, it's so important. Like people don't understand that from the top, it all helps like mm-hmm. it helps everybody um so yeah that's yeah that's a good point i i will add to that for example i've been trying to do some outreach for blind hockey just in general mm-hmm. and yeah. i have seen in the years past uh there's a place for hockey is everyone on every club's website and if you go there it would say some message to the effect of we have money tell us about your cause apply here and maybe we'll work with you and this year it's very much we have this organization but we have determined how we're going to funnel that money towards a thing and it's because they're no longer getting the same volume of donations so it's like this is now more like a budget And we need to kind of keep the foundational programs we put in place afloat. So we want to help you out in our community. But guess what? The NHL, it just asked for a $1 billion loan. So just kind of, you know, need to be aware of what's going on. So that's that's a perfect point. Um, And the other reason I brought it up that I'm encouraged, though, is because I've been seeing these clubs reach out to these designers to create that Jersey, to raise those funds. And it's been a very positive thing. And I don't necessarily agree with the entry level price being $500. That's not exactly the most equitable solution, but if you're looking for a way to kind of get a lot of people, 30-ish people to raise $500 really quickly. Seems that jerseys are a really big grab for people. Like I, I don't get me wrong. I think it would be great to have a $20 t-shirt and that way it's something I can more easily afford. And that money is also going to the cause. I'm just saying, I think it's interesting how within the fundraising that clubs are doing, they've completely identified that warm-up jerseys are a way for us to raise money and it's either a brand new jersey or a patch Um, but what i've noticed is part of the compelling reason that people want to donate is because they don't want to see that the diversity and inclusion jersey isn't designed by anyone other than the original sharks designer terry smith who's black who's working with the hockey diversity alliance like that whole story is also very good and it is i mean it's a piece of history yes absolutely i agree and it's it's that you know even with the new jerseys and and you can wear them they're Mm -hmm. they're not big frumpy jerseys anymore yeah you can wear them out. You can, I mean, the amount of people we see out wearing jerseys and they just look like, you know, they look like jerseys, but they, they just seem to fit better. And they're just not the same as, as what they were before. I know the practice jerseys, um, if you get them made in Canada, uh, the standard sublimated jerseys, uh, they are pretty frumpy mm-hmm. jerseys. <laughs> so, but, um, yeah, no, I agree with you on that. And, and my last comment there, because you kind of started talk, talking about it with the, the fit now is one yeah. of the things that we have to hold the NHL accountable for is women's fit jerseys. Um, 
because yes, it's great that they're available, but for some reason, the way that those are produced is not necessarily to the same quality standard. So it's like, yeah, we love giving women the option of jerseys, but we're also not going to make it to the same standard of quality as our general audience. And it's like, so how do you plan on growing the sport if always the optics are, we only care about you enough to give you what you want, but not to the same level. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. You got to you got to think about those things, right? Um, yeah, no, absolutely. You talk about jerseys. Um, mm-hmm. This was the first jersey that I did for the hand sculpted mini one. Started with Vegas, and of course. Started with Vegas, yeah. Shocking. But I wanted to show you these because these yeah. ones. Uh, Ooh, so that's a Canucks one. Hand sculpted first, and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they nice. were sent off to get made and they're resin and okay. uh, the deep, oops, the detail is pretty. It's really pretty cool. Bad, they all come with decal sets. So you can okay. So own, you can put your own name on the back and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. So they're, they're all, they're all blank. Okay. Blank. And gotcha. then you can keep, uh, name and number. So these, these are, uh, these were originally created. Um, so the world cup of hockey, I think you probably saw so I did the uh, mini, I did the jerseys for the World Cup of Hockey. That's the USA. Oh, just wait, let me show you. Yeah, the jersey. That's one of my favorite jerseys. And that jersey up there, you can't see too, too well, but that's the uh, I see uh, Gretzky bust, that's I think. That's the one that he should have got in 1996 if they would have won. Yeah. And that USA jersey was the exact jersey that I used to create the hand-sculpted ones that every single player from USA received from me. So after they won, it took me about six months to complete all the entire team's jerseys. And, um, and then I, I sent them out. Um, so they, they gave me the address to all the players and then I sent them out to, uh, <laughs> to all the players. That was pretty neat. Um, Heck yeah. from that, from that concept, uh, that's where the mini jerseys came into play. So the, the ones that I do right now called, uh, my Jersey or mm-hmm. MyJersey.com is the website, just so you know. Okay. Okay. Send it in there. We have Oilers, Toronto, Montreal, and um, Montreal, Toronto. Oh, and Calgary, of course, Calgary Flames. So we have those. Um, But those, you talk about jerseys, and and it's funny because you said, doesn't matter. I think you had something big or small. (laughs) Yeah, it says something profound, no doubt. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, but yeah, the Oilers jersey. So I got to show you the Oilers. So the the Oilers jersey, if you look at the logo, it's actually dimensional. Oh, yeah. um, They're not, it's not like a... It's not just slapped on there. There's depth. No, not at all. It's actually dimensional. So, and it's not rubber. It's a, it's a, we don't, we actually don't even tell anybody what it is. It, it's not rubber. But it's, it's a proprietary a, blend of the yeah, finest materials. <laughs> but we, uh, we were hoping to, in 2022, uh, come out with more jerseys, uh, with the, with the pandemic, with COVID, um, that really hit us hard and sure. well, everybody hard. It was, yeah. it was just awful. So we, we actually have inventory of the four teams right now. And, um, so we're just, now trying to get him out there uh when we reached out to stores a lot of people weren't at the beginning they they just weren't accepting new inventory because they needed to sell what they had but um but like i said before you you know just got to keep moving forward and yeah playing with these concepts um for sure i mean i 
I designed something like this for an old client where it was like they had art and they designed characters and then they sold those characters in a jar. And the whole concept was to see what the character was doing that day, you would scan the code and it would play one of like a cycled amount of clips similar to like a a toy from a child. If you push the button would have like 50 different sayings, right? It was kind of on that concept. So like you buy the physical thing, but you'd still be interacting with it in a digital way. So so like it's, webkins. Yes. No. <laughs> it, it's very similar to that concept for sure. Yeah. And I mean that's the that's the interesting thing about what I think I like about your brain too is like all of these like previous ideas kind of build upon each other yeah. and also like why I love designing and just creating is sometimes it's just to see if some concept you're working on is going to actually work. And then you kind of park that idea on the shelf and then apply it to the idea that like is coming in the future that, you know, like marries it and blends it together really well. Um, And it's all like, because I really care about the experience, I guess. And so I don't think about just the fact that now you've bought it, that's the end of your you know, feelings for it. It's like, I would like Mm -hmm. in perpetuity for this to be something that's periodically enjoyed, you know? Mm -hmm. So, and, and I think that's really cool about the, the other businesses that you've got on. And just so everyone's clear, it's M I I Jersey.com. Yes. And it's personalized me, M I I.com. Yeah. So personalized with a Z and, um, okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, this has been, Awesome. We've been talking for just over an hour. That's typically, I I, I told you, right? Like we'll just start chatting and and you'll be surprised how long we go. Um, I have two main things I'd like to do with you if we still have time. One would be kind of like this, you know, what's your message for the folks out there type thing. And the other is um, I wanted to give you the gamified experience everyone else gets on here by doing some trivia with you related to design. So I was thinking we do trivia now because it's actually a perfect segue into what uh, everything we've been talking about, if you're cool with that. And I I promise you that uh, you'll do okay in this. And usually the way this works is it's three questions. If the person gets two out of three right, they win a prize. What I was thinking might be kind of fun is if you get two out of three right, I will get something from your store and give that to another guest that they can then like glorify um, (laughs) the the me Jersey walls. So um, we also do trivia episodes periodically where like it's only trivia and we have giveaways and prizes. So I think it would be really fun to make some of your stuff part of that as well. So now the pressure's on. Now you have to get these right or else none of this matters. You are allowed to cheat, but I don't think you're going to need to, Um, but you can have your fastest finger ready on that Google if you need it. But uh, so your first question is related to your website, personalize me, uh, personalize with a Z M I I dot com. And if you go there, it says the following personalized me designs are available, ready for you, you to customize locker room. All I need is my hockey and dot, 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 where like it would be an upload of all I need for hockey is uh, all I need in my hockey and my wife, my husband, my dad. Another one is you've mentioned the NHL Stanley Cup um, with any team that's ever won it. 
uh, the mm-hmm. Zodiac, the team Zodiac. So your question is based mm-hmm. on the fact that you can offer this NHL Stanley cup option to any team that has won the Stanley cup, which one of these teams is not eligible because they oh, haven't yeah. won a cup. Would it be the Calgary flames, the Toronto Maple Leafs, the Edmonton Oilers or the Vancouver Canucks? Oh, Vancouver Canucks. Yeah. I just had to, <laughs> I had to make myself feel bad. Hey, right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think we can count the uh, Victoria Cougars Pacific West hockey league, Stanley cup of 19 oh whatever as part of it but yeah wow that's wow. so sad right um, <laughs> but yeah so you know your hockey history um by the way you're from edmonton were you living there in like the late 80s when gretzky and company were just running show you know uh i was in well in i graduated uh, high school in 89 okay so that's when I graduated. So now I'm born and raised in Edmonton. So okay. This is wow. Where, yeah, where I grew yeah. up, and this is where, um, yeah. Yeah, you I, were right I, in the I, thick I, of it. I've wanted to move and try someplace else, but a lot of family here. But um, yeah, born and raised. Nice. Um, <laughs> and I, I'm. I was born and raised in Toronto, Ontario, and. Okay. Uh, moved to Chicago the year after Gretzky scored the hat trick in game seven to eliminate the Leafs from the playoffs and like their last good chance of winning a cup in the nineties. And then I moved to Chicago and was there when the Wirtz family thought it was a smart idea to only broadcast away games on TV and stuff. It was really strange. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I am Canadian. And so I went to school in Vancouver and then I wanted to travel and I ended up playing hockey and living in Australia for a couple of years. And now I'm in Denver, Colorado. So over, I've got quite the journey, but the other thing that's cool about that is like hockey's always meant something to me everywhere I've gone. And also like, I've kind of stopped being a fan of any specific team because I've lived in like a couple major cities over time. And Yes. Uh, I, I follow the, the game now more than any given team. And it's probably healthier. I do that that way because the yeah. Canucks aren't so great right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Well, see, and I, I, there's different players I like on different teams as well. Sure. So, I, I mean, I say Vegas, I, the reason why I, why I like Vegas is because I like how they came in and mm-hmm. as far as they did when everybody doubted them and yep. there was something, I don't know, there was something really neat about they were the team of outcasts right yeah like it was, totally that, that's that's what drew me to vegas i mean i do like austin matthews he's i do like him everyone laughs at me because <laughs> why do you like him i like austin matthews um yeah so i i agree i there are many different teams um that i like in, in different reasons and different in different time periods i um being an artist a, a hockey art a sports artist in general um you can have you can appreciate many different teams and Mm-hmm. I had that right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Uh, this is perfect. This is a great segue into your next question because it is about right. teams. And okay. so, another one of your pre- previous projects, those uh, jersey art collectibles, yeah. um, you've made some incredible jerseys 
and they've raised some some great money in the process, both for NHL clubs and nonprofits. Uh, one of the clubs you worked with just had a player notch his 400th career goal and play in his 1,000th career game. And it's St. Patrick's week. So the hint here is it's a player by the first name of Patrick. So your question is, who is that player? Is it Patrick Marlowe, Patrick Kane, or Patrick Hornquist? I wasn't checking. I was putting my screen back on just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? What did you say? Patrick Kane. Yes, yes, you are correct. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. My, my, uh, my screen goes off like it goes to sleep and the timing that i went in to turn it back on was when you were asking me that so it looked like i was looking it up and yeah, i was not likely story likely story um <laughs> this is hilarious this picture just came up look at this this is i didn't have time to get into it but this is me meeting steve duchene with the stanley cup when i was a kid oh wow that's so fantastic. i definitely have like a little bit of a Stanley Cup picture already, which is good because I'm a Canucks yeah. fan. So I, 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 I'm fine. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, I mean, that's so you're two of two so far. You can't lose with. So you're okay. already in the green. Um, and so your last question is a true false question. Okay? okay. And this already came up and it was a really neat project that you did involved creating these miniature hand sculpted jersey bus. And it was originally done um, for that World Cup tournament. And if, if I'm right, I think that was kind of like its origin. And so uh, it's pretty neat for the fans listening. Everyone on Team USA that won that tournament got one of those as kind of like a trophy, right? Yeah. So the true false question is the prototype Wayne Gretzky behind you, is it for sale to me? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> but I gotta tell you quickly, uh Glenn Sather. Oh yeah. He I did his too. So his was um it was a framed one. Um does it have a way. gigantic cigar out of the side <laughs> of his mouth too? <laughs> no, but I, I did create a Glenn Sather one and it was nice. in a frame. I already had the plaque and it said, Congratulations, World Cup of Hockey Champions, 1996. Okay. So when I left, uh, you know, the game was over, USA won, I was coming back home and I happened to have left his packaged up in the back oh. of limo behind me, sitting on the back and uh, left it in there and came home and I was like, where the heck is the Glenn Sather? It was gone, um, gone for good, I thought. And then I think about 10 months later, nine, 10 months later, um, I, I ran into Ann Sather, his wife, and she's thanking me for it. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. That was so nice. It's hanging up in our BAMP, BAMP home. And I'm like, uh, what? Is, what? <laughs> so he has that trophy. He has it hanging up, I guess, in his home in BAMP. And um, so didn't win the 1996 World Cup of Hockey Championship, but he does have the trophy. So maybe he's um, in his own bubble uh, right now, you know. Maybe he's in his own bubble right now and has been <laughs> since 96. Oh, it's, kind of a, it's kind of a neat story. So oh, I, for sure. I mean, what just just added to the list of random championship kind of stories that come with things yes. like the Stanley Cup or 
as we're now finding out the more famous trophy is clearly these Jersey busts. So there, there's a lot of stories there for sure. Well, you know, uh, I gotta tell you, uh, what, what I'm going to be doing in 2022 is we're going to, we're going to take these jerseys. Did you ever see the painted horses? No. You know, so they're horse, they're horses. They're like sculptures of horses and they're painted okay. and they represent different um, things. So one of the things I'm going to do is I'm going to have um, indigenous artists create. So we're, I'm going to give them a Jersey and they're going to paint it for me. Very and we're going to cool. do limited editions. And what I want to do is I want to find artists uh, across Canada, across the U.S., who can paint these jerseys, um, you know, go back and do some really beautiful uh, designs and then create them as limited editions. So I've already confirmed with my manufacturer that we can reproduce them as limited editions. So That's really Oiler, cool. It would be amazing to yeah. do an Oiler jersey and have a limited edition run of those. And um, I do know some artists here in Edmonton who could create it. I wouldn't do it and I wouldn't have anybody else do it unless it's truly something that they, um, you know, that's what they do. So that's something that I'm, I'm looking at doing in the future as well. Super and I cool. Did to, I did agree to a documentary. So, oh, nice. um, yeah, so I'm working on a documentary, um, with a producer and we're going to be moving forward with the documentary so I can share more, much more of, of the last 25 years. Sweet. Well, that's, mm, uh, and congratulations. What a cool project. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'll have to reach out to you and say, okay, we're going to use a few clips of, of your, of my first yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah that's so. right. Um, yeah. I mean, all of this footage is going to come at a very high price for you. I don't know, Janet, my, <laughs> my, my release oh, contracts are pretty high. I don't know how many right. listeners you think I have, but we're talking thousands. <laughs> so um, no, this, this has been wonderful and it's been really, really cool getting to learn more about your creative process and kind of where your head's at with it and just the journey that you've been on. It's, it's really outstanding. And also just wanted to wish you the best of luck as it moves forward, oh, because not you. only with the projects you've got going on in the future, but the ones that are just kind of catching on right now, I think are awesome. I think it's really, really cool. I'll, I'll let you know, I'll let you know with the new, there's a couple things coming down and actually something very quickly um, with our personalized me that we're doing, which is pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. So I'll, I'll let you know about that when, well, you'll see it. And um, cause it's pretty exciting. We're adding, we're doing some stuff for some athletes as well. So um, it's, it's pretty neat. So neat. But I'll, I'll keep you up to date for sure. Hey, And I mean, just as a personal thing, like if you ever wanted to talk shop on just like experiential design and stuff, I'm, a really open book. I really just like sharing concepts and I, I'm not the kind of person that can really pull them off as much as just maybe this would be super cool. And I think you're the person that can actually pull them off. So uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's really exciting as a possibility for us in the future too. Uh, and I'm going to try to figure out a way how to get some of your jerseys. Cause you're right. Like it's cool to have them on display. Um, I love that you've your forward thinking is, but if you put it on the wall, then how do you see the other side? And you're like coming up with ways of combating that with providing yeah. the prints or maybe doing something more digital with it. Like even myself, I'm not waiting for these things to happen. Like I have a record player. I tap the record. It Bluetooth the record to my speakers. Like I'm all about yeah. these kinds of things. I think there's some really, really, really cool concepts with, jerseys that can be done and take oh, it yeah. to the next yeah. level so 
I definitely want to stay in touch about that. And then, you know, I, I like to give everyone before we sign off just the chance to uh, give any shout outs or thanks, or maybe even some advice to our listeners on, on anything in case they're listening to you as uh, an inspiration to themselves or, or just trying to break into the industry, what to do. So I'll start by saying I would, I'd like to give a shout out to my mom. It was her birthday this week and uh, hope she's doing well in Canada. I really can't wait to go across the border again once it's safe to visit her. So that's the, that's the end of my thank yous aside from you coming on. I really, 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 really appreciate it. And uh, the mic is yours. So thank you, Janet. Really appreciate oh, it. Thanks for having me on. No, the, only, the, the one thing that I, I would just tell anybody who's watching is, um, you know, never judge people um, by the failures that they've gone through. You know, um, that's that's a big one. Uh, I, I, you can see so much. So many people are, you know, they jump on coattails. They um, they're only around when the going's good, not when the going's rough. And you know, it's really important to to look past those kind of things and, and you know, support people um, through every every level that they're going through and uh, and just be good. We need more people mm. to be just better in our world. <laughs> just be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's I, it's just it's it's not an easy thing being an entrepreneur. And, um, you know, I think that's why I said, you know, never judge people just based off of the, the negatives and the, um, the things that they've gone through. So, and I'm not saying that just with me, I'm saying that with everybody, you know, mm-hmm. like give, give people a chance, you know, you got to give people a chance and. Yes. Yes. Well said. That's pretty much it. Hey, Janet, thanks so much. This has been wonderful. I, I really appreciate your time. I feel like I've said that word about 50 times. But, yeah, no, I, uh, you have me on. This is great. This is, this is wonderful. I can't wait to, to share this. And, uh, you know, we'll definitely, I have a feeling we'll be on again. We'll definitely do another. Oh, sweet. Well, thank you. Yeah. And um, have a great rest of the, the week and month and year ahead. And uh, we can't wait to hear about your next big project. So thanks. Yeah, again. there's some pretty big things coming down the way. So you're going to, I know if anybody will be excited about it, you will. So <laughs> that's true. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, for All sure. Right. All right. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. See you later.